So how do you feel about remakes, Lackey? Remakes? I'm not really like a, a purist when it comes to anything. Um, you know, I guess it really just comes down to, you know, who's doing it and do I trust who's doing it? Like if, um, like, uh, I don't know, the guy who did the Ace Ventura Pet Detective mm-hmm. movies, you know, if he were to go and like do a remake of like, uh, you know, Argento's Deep Red, I, I wouldn't <laughs> trust that. But like, <laughs> well... I love you went with that. those it, two it, specific it, answers. It could, it could happen, you know. It probably won't, but it could, you know. That's awesome. Um, but like, you know, like I'm digging the, I'm digging this. Um, whether you call it a remake continuation, but they got HBO's doing a Watchmen. Yes, like I'm I've, really digging that, and I'm I've a big been. fan of like the the, the 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 original graphic novel. I don't hate the the Zack Snyder movie. Mm-hmm. but I don't love it either. But it's like, you know, one of my favorite movies is Dawn of the Dead, and it really shocked people, yeah. you know, when Zack Snyder did his remake of Dawn of the Dead about 15 years ago, that I really liked it. I, I don't like it as much as I like the original, but I, you know, think that Zack Snyder and, you know, James Gunn came up with some interesting twists on it, and I found it fairly interesting. And, you know, I'm not, I don't, like, get all my, tear my hair out. Oh, my God, they're remaking this out there. They're, they're, they've, they've, you know, raped my childhood. You know, I don't, I don't do that kind of thing. You know, it's. I forget I that, uh, I forget that James Gunn has something to do with the uh, Dawn of the Dead remake. I keep forgetting that because yeah, he, he, he always gets like, you know, like Slither and stuff like that. But I always forget he has something to do with that as well. Yeah, he wrote the screenplay. Yeah, that's right. You know, back yeah. that was I think that was his first big project after leaving Troma. No, 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 no. His first big project after leaving Troma is he did. Uh, I think he did the second live action, wrote the second live action Scooby-Doo movie. Really? I believe he did. Well, I gotta look that up. I did not. I had yeah. no idea. Hang yeah, on. James um, yeah, Gunn. Yeah, he had some James Gunn. I think he had something to do with one. Let's see. Oh, maybe the first one, but I think he like wrote or co-wrote the one of the, the like you know the ones with uh, Matthew Lillard and Freddie Prinze and okay, all that. So he wrote the first movie. He wrote the second movie. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, it was his really? thing between trauma. It was his thing between trauma and one of his things between trauma and slither. Oh wow! I just learned he has a uncredited screenplay credit for the Thirteen Ghosts remake from two thousand one. You remember that? Oh, I haven't seen that in years. Yeah, um, apparently he did an uncredited screenplay on that. Yeah, probably did like a script doctor on like that. Maybe it's, it's one of those. Those those yeah. happen quite a bit. Like apparently both. Uh, I guess both Kevin Smith and Joss Whedon did uh, uh, script doctor passes on, um, oh, God, what was that movie with the women, the bartenders, and they were dancing on the bar? Oh, Coyote Ugly? Coyote Ugly. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't know that, but okay, I guess that kind of makes sense. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Um, So the reason I brought this up was because there's been a lot of talk about remakes lately because a couple things got announced was – uh, they're supposedly going to uh, – I don't know if this is actually happening or not, but they're going to remake Princess Bride, and people yeah. like lost their fucking shit when that happened. Um, it, it is one of those – it is one of those beloved movies. Yeah, I, I understand. That, yeah. I mean, personally, I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. Mm. I know I've seen most of it in bits and pieces, but I've never sat down – and watched it all the way through. One of these days, I I ought to, mm-hmm. but um, 
it's it just one of those where it, it's like one of those films that you just can't you can't imagine them remaking. It's like if someone said, "Oh yeah, I'm going to remake uh, The Godfather." Oh yeah, you know, or I'm going to remake Casablanca. It would be like what? Yeah, well, actually, it wait, would... wait, wait. I'm going to mansplain here. Okay, <laughs> they kind of remade Casablanca. They as, put, as barbed wire. As barbed yeah. wire. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I remember that one? I remember so... that one. Roger, this is my favorite. I hate to interrupt you. My favorite Roger Ebert story uh-huh. uh, was that they didn't. He he was really pissed that they didn't have an analog to the 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 scene in Casablanca where the Nazis start singing and then the French people start singing over them. And he said they really should have a scene like that. And he he didn't. Uh, somebody suggested to him what the Nazi song, the bad guy song, should be, and and he said, yeah, but what the good guy should start trying to sing over them is I'm Henry the Eighth. I am. Oh. <laughs> wow. But yes, barbed wire. Barbed wire is a remake of Casablanca. Yeah. Yeah. In case some people didn't know that, I thought I just stole that out there. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a huge fan of uh, Princess Bride. I love that movie. I, I I remember I grew up with it. I, I was like this. This is probably very cliche, but I, it was one of those movies I would watch when I was homesick from school because uh, we had it on VHS. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I would pop that in and, and watch it. Um, but uh, I don't feel one way or another about them remaking it because, you know, the original still exists. So this whole idea of, well, they're going to ruin the original, like, I think it's just bullshit because there's no way that they can retroactively go back in time and <laughs> ruin the original. You're just like, oh, just don't watch it and go watch the original. I mean, that's what happened with the, I hate to bring this up, but with the Ghostbusters remake from 2016, like people freaked out when that happened. And then people were like, oh, it's going to ruin my childhood. Well, nobody went and saw it and they did terribly. And I saw it. <clears throat> I did too. Um, and I didn't think it was that bad. It could have been better. Oh, it could have been better, <laughs> but it, it, it had some really neat moments and I love Kate McKinnon. Oh yeah. She was awesome in it. Um, what's her name? Melissa McCarthy didn't annoy yeah. me as much as yeah, see, does. I don't, I don't like Melissa McCarthy. I'm not a fan of her. I I don't either, but I didn't find her particularly annoying in this yeah, one. Yeah, that well, she was she was more like the straight person, like in the in this, uh-huh. in this one. Like she wasn't like the one doing the goofy uh, stuff. She was, um, you know, yeah, she was kind of like the straight character, which is very different for her. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like my problem with the Ghostbusters remake wasn't because it was women. Uh, I just didn't think it was written very well. Like I think the script was terrible, and I felt like they wasted all this talent they had. Cause I love everybody that was in the cast. I mm-hmm. love the entire cast, and they had some interesting ideas. Um, but I think it was just executed very poorly. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just not a fan of it. But uh, I didn't hate it. And I, I'm I was I'm okay with it existing, and if they wanted to try it again with the same cast, but maybe a different writer or director, because I'm not a fan of Paul Feig. Yeah, I don't like I don't I. like any of his stuff. I I don't I I'm like one of the few people who do not like Freaks and Geeks, mm-hmm. and that throws a lot of people off because everyone like worships that show. Oh, I've <laughs> noticed that. <laughs> but I'm not a I'm not a fan of it. And um, the only thing I do like from him was he directed some episodes of The Office, 
Um, so I give okay. him credit for that, but that's it. I don't like anything he's done, like, you know, originally, like his movies or TV shows or whatever. I just can't get behind, like, his writing or directing style. Like, mm-hmm. Something about it just bugs me, and I, I don't know what it is. Um, right. But if someone else, you know, were to take it, you know, take that world of Ghostbusters with that cast and someone else wrote it and directed it, I think it'd be fine. Uh-huh. Um. But uh, yeah, I had, but going back to the Princess Bride, I had no problem if they remade that. And then the other thing people were freaking out about uh, was they were going to remake Clue. Um, with... That would be really interesting. I uh, I don't even know how they would do that. I wonder myself, and they supposedly Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman's attached to it somehow, um, which that really has my interest peaked. <laughs> Um, cause I love both those guys. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, I like, I like Ryan. I used to hate Ryan Reynolds because I hate Van Wilder with a passion, <laughs> okay. uh, bordering on mania. And I didn't <laughs> like him until I absolutely loathed him until God, I think, uh, Jake Lewitt, um, uh-huh. uh, advised me to watch this movie called the voices. Oh yeah. I've been wanting yeah. to see that. I've been wanting yeah, to see that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it, it, it is hilarious. Yeah. It is I, hilarious. Where he voices the cat and the dog, it's brilliant. Okay, I got to watch. I've been wanting to see that. I keep hearing about uh-huh. that. And um, I've been wanting to check that out. So, um, yeah, so I'm curious. I am, I'm curious about what they would do. And But people, again, were freaking out. Like, oh, how dare they uh, remake Clue? It's such a classic Tim Curry, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, first off, this might be a controversial statement, but I feel like anything based on something that exists prior, like a, like a book or a board game in this instance, um, isn't technically a remake. You're just making another version of that. So, yeah. like, you know, Clue is a board game, so you're just making a movie version on a board game that, yeah, there already was a movie based on it, but they're going to just make another one. And it, it could be completely different like you know it's i imagine it's gonna be completely different it's yeah it's gonna I, take the elements from the board game and make a whole new story and i think that's interesting yeah um because it is one of the few board games that, that generally has something you can build a narrative out of exactly um it, it's not like i remember was it was it battleship that they made yes um, oh my a God. movie out of like a uh, <sighs> Either ten years ago, and I didn't see it, but I just imagined it was this. Uh, it was just this a bunch of people just uh, you know intensely saying like B ten, <laughs> you sunk my battleship, revenge. Okay, you know you, that type of thing. You bought it you up, know? so I have seen the battleship movie. I have seen the battleship movie. Of course, you've seen the battleship movie. And I mean, you like board games and you like bad movies. How can you not have seen? The battleship movie. And it is fucking terrible. <laughs> and you're not going to believe this, but there is no point in the movie where someone says, you sunk my battleship. Well, or, or they sunk my, or anything like that. And for some very strange fucking reason, they made it about aliens. Yeah, because I remember the... Oh God! The the trailers made it look like it was. I, I swear to God, it the trailers made me think that they were trying to get like, like the Transformers vibe for it. Oh, I'm totally. Sh- I'm very sh- confident that's exactly what they're trying to do. Um, uh-huh. But uh, 
Yeah, it, it it was not good, and there was so much wasted potential. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you could have done in a battleship movie. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they, they kind of had the right idea of like, okay, we got a bunch of ships out at sea, but what do we do with it? Because it's about hollering letters and numbers. <laughs> and they kind of did shoehorn that in as well. They had like a grid with like letters and numbers, and they were trying to like like pinpoint one of the ships because like the, the, these aliens came and took over one of the ships and uh-huh. so they were shooting at it and they had to yell out like like g7 or something oh god <laughs> but it was for like one scene it didn't last very long uh-huh. <laughs> and it, it, it is fucking ridiculous so um so one last thing about about remakes is i think the only time um I I mean I think the only thing they should do is remake movies that were terrible to begin with, and I've always had this idea, and I think you're you're gonna get what I'm about to reference here. Uh-huh. Um, I always thought that uh, Alexander Aja should remake Manos: The Hands of Fate. That's a weird combination, but yeah, thinking about it, the way he did his remake of The Hills Have Eyes, right? It would be creepy. And... It would. He could. He could. Yeah, I could see him going somewhere with that because the story in Manos, the one story that you kind of can't follow along, um, is kind of creepy. I mean, it's about this family who goes on a vacation, and then they get lost in the desert, and they find this weird cult. That just shows uh-huh. up out of nowhere, like fucking like Brigadoon, and then um and then they get trapped in this like house that nobody can find, and then crazy shit happens, and I can't think uh-huh. of anyone who can make crazy shit happen than Alexander Aja. Oh yeah, I don't think I've seen. I think the last movie by him I saw was actually his Hills Have Eyes remake. Okay, um, yeah, because that, that, I didn't. I didn't see his. I didn't see he did Piranha, right? Yeah, and that he was the Piranha really, remake. That was good. That was really good. And um, I know he's done some other stuff, but he did a I, lot I mean, of stuff. He, he's um, he's a really good director. I really like his stuff. Um, my uh, my terrible movie that I would want to remake, and this was something I was actually talking about a couple months ago, is I want to remake the Sergeant Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band <laughs> musical from the seventies. <laughs> Yes, I've seen it. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and I have all these uh, the, the absolute uh, you know all these ideas, which is I would um, I, I don't remember all the ideas that I had, but I want to get Matt Barry from the IT crowd in there somewhere, okay. and then um, the Future Villain Band, which was the uh, the bad guy band that was uh, played by Aerosmith in the original. I okay. would want them played by Fish. The, the jam band. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this because I would just think, yeah, if there's any sort of really evil music out there, evil band, it, it really is fish. Fish. Wow. All right. That's that's pretty inspired right there. I like I like it. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, well, when it comes to people remaking classics, I just say, whatever. Welcome to Whatever with Jason Soto, a weekly comedy podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jason Soto, and uh, today I am joined by a friend of mine um, 
who is the co-host of the TV Good Sleep Bad podcast that you can find on Anchor.fm and Spotify. Uh, give it up to Lackey. What is up, Lackey? Give it to me. Give it up to me. I'm Lackey. I get everything. <laughs> Indeed. Um, yes. It's, uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here. Yes, thank you for, uh, for coming on um, the show. We have a very interesting show for you guys today. We're going to talk about um, we we kind of had a conversation about board games. We're going to keep going on with that. Uh, we're going to review a Weird Al punk album, and then we're going to see if we can help some poor souls on the internet. Um, but first, I got to tell you a story. Um, so this just happened the other day, and um, this uh, I'm going to go ahead and say the name of the place because I think it's a local place to Indi- to Indianapolis. And I, I doubt word will get out to them, but still kind of fuck them anyway because of what happened here. Um, so there's this pizza place uh, that I like to order from. It's called Donato's. And um, ever since I moved here to Indianapolis, um, I, I tried their pizza once, like a couple of years into living here. And I thought it was like some of like one of like the best pizza I've ever had. It's a chain restaurant down here. and But I thought it was pretty good for a chain restaurant. So... I we would order them a lot, so um, we proceeded to uh, order them on Friday, and I ordered a, a pizza, and then my fiance Felicia she ordered a salad, and um, and so the on on top of what I'm about to tell you happened, the food kind of took about a long time to get, like about a couple of hours to get here, um, which I was like trying to chalk up to it being a Friday night. And it was kind of cold outside, so I figured maybe everyone else had the same idea. Like, let's just stay in, order some food, and whatever, whatever. And and the the place is like like we're just outside the jurisdiction of where they stop delivering, so it's kind of far from where the restaurant is. But but they'll they'll come out to us. So I always take that in consideration, um, because there's a Jimmy John's literally like two blocks. Close, you know, down, and they will not deliver to our place. <laughs> so, um, so I, I'm I'm always grateful that they're able to deliver to us. So, so the food shows up finally, and I'm I'm uh, eating the pizza and uh, watching something on YouTube, and then Felicia comes into the room, and she's holding her bowl of salad and a rubber glove that was on the bottom of the salad. <laughs> And, and I was like, and I'm looking at because she didn't say anything at first. She's just holding it, and I'm looking at her. I'm like, "Are you are you fucking kidding me?" And she's like, "No." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" So I called the 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 number. You know, I called the store up, and I okay. So I work in customer service. I work in retail, and I I try to be patient when it comes to places. Um, you know, like when I go to like stores or whatever and things happen, I don't, I'm not one of those, let me speak to the manager type, you know, I, I understand shit happens and you know, I get life happens that so you're not in control of everything, but this was fucking ridiculous. And so I actually had to like tune in my inner Karen <laughs> and, and I had to be all, let me speak to your manager. <laughs> and, um. And uh, I I was on hold for like five fucking minutes. I, I like I don't know what the hell took so long, um, 
but uh, eventually I got hold of somebody, and I'm just like yelling. I'm now yelling because I'm pissed that this has this happened. I mean, it was a fucking rubber glove on the bottom of the salad. Like, how does that? How do you even do that? Like, I don't. I don't get. Like, okay, either the glove fell into the bowl, but then you would see that when you were mixing the the lettuce and stuff because it was like a mixed salad. It was like lettuce and then the toppings had to go on it. So you had to mix it. So I was like, how do you not see that? And then even more gross, if it was a used glove, how the hell did it get to the bottom of the salad? Like, <laughs> like there's just so many questions, but regardless, I'm like yelling at this person at the store and I'm like, I can't fucking believe you guys managed to get a fucking rubber glove on the bottom of this salad. And I want, you know, I want my money back and, you know, I want a refund and we're never ordering from you again. And, and the manager was like, okay, okay, okay. All right. And let me look you up. Okay. I found you. All right. Your credit card's been canceled, blah, blah, blah. blah. And that, that was the end of that. But it was like, I mean, but seriously, like, like, do you not think that's like the most craziest, stupidest thing in the world? <laughs> How does a rubber glove find it, its way into a salad? Into I the mean, bottom, the bottom. How does it find itself? My God! <laughs> like, oh my God! How does that? I don't even know. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. We were we were pissed in. Uh, she she was turned off by the salad and threw it away, and I gave her the rest of my pizza. I, and I I hope she was turned off by that. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was I, it, it's yeah. not like I would. It's like ah, uh, well, it had a rubber glove in it, but I'm eating any. I'm eating it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, we ended up throwing it out, and um, yeah, it was just it was infuriating, and I've never. I, I, I very rarely have stuff like that happen to me. Like, you know, I, I see all these people, you know, get mad about, like, you know, McDonald's. And it's like, you put pickles on my sandwich and I ask for no pickles. And, like, I'm the kind of guy who's like, if you don't want something on there, just take it off. Like, it's not a big deal. Um, but at least it's residue or it's aftertaste. And, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but, see, I, I'm not. Like the only thing I don't like is I don't like tomatoes on hamburgers because I don't like hot tomatoes. Right. And sometimes I will forget to say no tomatoes, and they'll put it on, but I don't, you know, make a big stink about it. I either just take it off, or I deal with it and I eat it. Or right. sometimes if I say, you know, no tomato, uh, and they forget and they put it on, I don't make a big deal about it. I'm just like, all right, I guess I'll just eat it with, you know, eat around a tomato or take the tomato out or whatever. Uh huh. Um, that's like like my only like picky food thing that I do when I'm out in restaurants is like everything else I can, you know, you know, kind of eat. Like lately, onions haven't been settling right with me, so maybe every now and then I'll say no onions. But if they put onions on there, I'm not gonna make a big deal about it because it's not that it's not that important. You know, there's way worse things happening in the world than like fucking McDonald's for you know forgetting to not give me tomatoes on my sandwich. Like that, that is that is true. So, you know, whatever, man, just, you know, just, just fucking pay your $2 for your cheap ass hamburger and just move on with your life. It's, it's, it's gonna... a two, it's a $2 hamburger. <laughs> what do you really expect from it? Right. I guess it's my thing. Yeah. So, you know, I just wanted to share that. I, I, I just thought that was crazy that that happened the other day. And I have anything like that happened to you, Lackey? Have you had it like any like weird things in your food? <laughs> um, No. Not uh, okay. like that. There's the one that we always bring up. Um, uh-huh. 
it's, it's, it's not about something weird that was left in my food. It was about something that was oddly taken out. Okay. Which is that when I was very young, uh, we're talking about, I must have been like seven or eight. All right. uh, we went to Taco Bell. Mm. And I um, I ordered tacos with cheese only. Okay. And, and that is what they gave me. They gave me a taco. They gave me like however many taco shells filled with, with cheese. They didn't give you the meat? Nope. They did not give me the meat. <laughs> what? I, um, I, I, and, and this is how observant a lad I was at eight years old. I was halfway to my second taco before I realized it. Wow. <laughs> well, you probably so, were just, so, you probably were so, just hungry and you were like, eh, whatever. <laughs> so, so that is why even at the age of 45, whenever I go into Taco Bell, I make the point of saying meat and cheese only. <laughs> I'm a bit, I'm a bit picky when it comes to my condiments, but yeah, I get it. you would think, you would think that in a taco meat would be a given. Yeah. Or at least some sort of protein, you know, but and this was like 1982. This was not some sort of, they didn't have some sort of avant-garde, like special, like, you know, vegetarian impossible taco here, okay. you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It was, I was, you know, I was a wee lad. It was the early 80s. Dinosaurs roamed the earth, you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was two years old in 1982, all right? So watch, watch what you're saying. Only one thing. You forgot the pickles! <gasps> no! The best there is? I don't think so. Uh. All right. Uh, okay, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that really quickly. Um, so let's go to our actual first topic here is um, you, like, you like board games. I like board games. And obviously, we both like movies. We both uh, had movie podcasts and movie websites galore in our lives. I think between me and you, we've had like maybe 287 movie reviewing websites between me and you. Probably. <laughs> That's probably accurate. Yeah. Um, um, but one of my favorite types of board games, and a lot of people roll their eyes at this, are uh, board games that are based on movies. Um, which now in this golden age of board games we're living in right now, they're churning them out like left and right. Um, but I, I was curious, uh, Lackey, like what, um, like what, um, what movie do you think would make a good board game? Like the one that doesn't exist. Uh, so, you know, like you can pick anything, it could be whatever. Uh, and you don't have to go into like what you do in the board game. It'll, you know, if you want to, you can, but like just whatever you think would be interesting to play out. Um, it, 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 without really thinking about it too much, I'm just going to go with the first thing that goes up off the top of my head, which is, um, a movie from the nineties, the late nineties. And I'm, I, I probably don't need to give it much introduction. You probably have seen it, but Cube. Okay. Oh. Would All I right. think make an interesting kind of puzzle tile, randomized tile game. Yeah. You know, one of those games where you're kind of putting out like pulling out random tiles. Kind of like uh kind of like um a betrayal on House in the Hill type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you gotta pull out random tiles and then okay. you gotta solve bizarre puzzles to get to the next one. That that is the first thing that comes to my head. All right, that that that's kind of neat. Um, cause yeah, you got the whole like um, 
you got the whole like puzzle aspect to it and and then like and then if you make it like a horror style uh um uh, like board game you can have all the gruesome deaths that was in it as well uh-huh but uh yeah that's that's a good pick um so now okay so I have like ideas like you like yours. I, I don't know what exactly like the mechanics of the game would be like. I just think of just funny things that would be funny to, to have in a board game. And so uh-huh. one so one night I was with my friends and we were playing we both played back to back, uh Big Trouble in Little China, the board game, and then the thing board game. Uh-huh. And we ended up having like a Kurt Russell like <laughs> movie like board game <laughs> theme night and so we're thinking about other like uh kurt russell movies and I, I i do remember seeing one from the 80s that was based on escape from new york um yeah that's very hard to find now um, yeah it is if i remember i i've heard of it i've seen pictures of it i don't think i've ever i don't think i've ever no i've never played it but i think i've seen pictures of it yeah i have too um but we we jokingly said that it would be hilarious if they made an overboard board game. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be interesting. That would be hilarious, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, have you ever played Kill Doctor Lucky? I've not, but I've heard of it. Yeah, I, I imagine it would play like Kill Doctor Lucky, where you have the uh, the Goldie Hawn character has like a set track, and you have to do all of this stuff without Goldie yeah. Hawn character getting her. Okay. You, have yeah. to, you have to try to get as much past you know Goldie Hawn as possible. <laughs> you know, one person gets to be Kurt Russell, and then the rest of them are the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get the get the most path past Goldie Hawn before she you know regains her memory. <laughs> Yeah, it would be like a deck. It could be like the memory, and then somewhere in the bottom you put, she remembers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just thought that, like, we had no idea what you could do with it, but it just but it would have been hilarious to have, like, an overboard. <laughs> Some of the, you know, back I remember when I was a kid, the Disney Channel, before they became, like, a big, before they started having all their original programming, they used to run the old, Disney live action movies, you know, like Parent Trap, Freaky Friday, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. And Kurt Russell did a bunch of those in the oh, yeah. You know, so I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, you know, the computer wore tennis shoes, the board game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you would do in that either. I don't know what I would do with that either because I don't even remember the movie. I just remember he, like, it was, he, he got super smart somehow. That's all I remember about it. But in that same vein, actually, um, another one I thought of, um, and this might need the requirement of an app. Uh, that's another thing that's happening now in board games is using a lot of apps. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, um, one of my favorite board games, well, it's actually a card game right now, but one of my favorite games right now is uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse. Okay. Huge yeah. fan of Sentinels of the Multiverse. That, okay. has, that, that has an app you can, it's not required, but if you've got a lot going on. Yeah, um, yeah, as we usually do, we're usually playing with you know lots of different environments and villains and all sorts of happy crap. So we find uh, we find that if everybody's got the app, we can track things a lot better. But do go on. Um, War Games, the Matthew Broderick movie from the eighties, like that would make an interesting board. Well, the game. only the best way to to win it is not to play. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't find that out to the end. <laughs> yeah. You just wasted two hours. Nice going, dork. So but now, okay, 
it 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 might be very like the war games board game might kind of play out. I don't know if you ever played uh, XCOM the board game or even heard of it. Yeah. I, I I didn't know there was an XCOM board game. I I don't think I ever played the video games. I knew now, there were games. funny. I never knew there was a video game. I was just introduced uh-huh. to the board game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so okay, in XCOM the board game, um, there's a it's it's like fifty percent of the game is on this app, and then the other fifty percent is on the board, and so the app does like a real time thing where like all the players get assigned roles. Like one's like, like a shooter. One's like the commander one's in charge of like science. And I can't remember what the other one does. And so, um, the app will then say like science, whatever the name of the science, you know, position is, it'll be like science guy. Uh, you got like 10 seconds to do your action. And like each, you know, person has like set actions they have to do. Like they have to spend like money to buy cards in order to like turn on satellites to like protect the earth and stuff like that. And so it's like, you have like two minutes to do all like all people have like two minutes to do their turns. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a part after that part where you're then dealing with stuff that the app told you to do. Cause then it'll be like, all right, a UFO now shows up, you know, in, you know, in space. And then now there's an alien ship over Australia. And then we have to like do combat with like the ship over Australia or sometimes they'll land and they go into like a building. You have to go in there and shoot them and stuff like that. And it's a really cool game. It's, it's, I think it's out of print. Uh, if you could find it, definitely check it out. But it's, it's a, it's sort of real time, which is very anxiety driven. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah. it's still fun. Um, I highly recommend getting one person who's played it before. Uh, Cause there's a lot going on. And um, if I think of all people have never played, it's just going to be a mess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think war games, the board game would probably be very similar in that there would be like an app that would be like, okay, I'm sending a missile to Russia now. And then you have to find a way to stop the missile from going to Russia. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh, there'll be like a tic-tac-toe card you could play to like, you know, win the game or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's a couple that I got. Do you have any more laggy that you got before you um, go to the flip, flip, flip the uh, No, no, not really. I mean, I have some, I have some vague ideas for some other things. Like there was a Dawn of the Dead board game. Oh, that would be neat. Instead of there was like, and it was made like at the time, like it was made, you know, you know, released in like eighty one or eighty two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and but instead of like you know re republishing that, I've always wondered about like reskinning, say like Zombicide. Okay. Um for like dawn of the dead um they could I, I do guess, they could do uh they could kind of reskin dead of winter and instead of just a winter, colony it'll be the mall yeah De- dead of winter would also work um, it's kind of similar <clears throat> yeah there there's like two or three that are really kind of zombie games that are really similar um and i always get them confused and it was i think part of it's the reason that we used to i, I used to have a board game night on friday nights that uh, I don't go to, they, they canceled it because they just got, you know, um, you know, burned out on social interaction, but that's uh-huh. where we would play stuff like, uh, you know, Zombicide, Dead of Winter, uh, you know, House on, uh, Betrayal on House on the Hill. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't really have like a whole lot of like original ideas for board games, but you know, every so often I think something like you know, wouldn't it be cool cool if they took you know Betrayal at House in the Hill and like reskinned it for like um, the Royal Budapest Hotel? god okay that's that's interesting (laughs) um all right well let's flip it then so let's go ahead and talk about what board games you think would make a good movie um so like one of mine that i got um is i'm a huge fan of the Arkham Horror and Eldritch Horror games. Right, right. And I think those would make wonderful movies. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for anyone out there who might not know, um, Arkham Horror and Eldritch Horror, they're based on the written works of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, uh, who wrote these stories like way back in like the 1920s. And um, they're, they deal with like these like giant monsters who like, were asleep underground for like millions of years and people are trying to wake them up to take over the planet. And so that's basically what the games are about is it's, it's, you know, you're playing uh, cooperatively as good guys trying to stop these cultists from waking up these ancient monsters from devouring the earth basically. Um, and with little to no success in each game because Jesus Christ, they made these games fucking hard. <laughs> How many times have you played Arkham Horror and actually won? Um, well, okay, that's an interesting question because we I've only played the newest edition that's out, the third one, uh-huh. um, which plays very similar to Eldritch Horror. And we have won... Let's see, we did about seven scenarios. That's including the expansion. So we've won about a little over half of those. Okay. But we would also repeat scenarios if we lost. So we would try it again. Um, Because now they're scenario-driven. They're more like campaigns. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, so we would just do it again until we actually did win. But sometimes we had to take a loss because it's like no matter what we did, we would lose. Right. So there was a couple. There's a few we lost, but we 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 mainly won just because we did it over again. Right. Um. Now Elder Char, I've never won that. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's um, harder. I don't think. I think the one time I played Arkham Horror, I've only played Arkham Horror a couple times, and um, you know, my friend, uh, who you met, uh, a couple uh-huh. years ago when we yeah, yeah. when we ran into each other at Gen Con, my friend Scott. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is yeah. Uh, he's a huge Arkham Horror fan. Yeah, I've um, got huge, it. anything, anything Lovecraft. Dave. The thing is, he 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 puts he puts everything to whenever he gets like a game that has expansions, he plays with everything. So oh, it's God. like there, yeah, there there was one time I, I think we were supposed to play Arkham Horror, uh-huh. and I had a limited amount of time because I had work, I had to do work that night, and okay. it was literally I got over there, he set up Arkham Horror, and it took so long to set up Arkham Horror. By the time. Uh, <laughs> He set it up. We I couldn't play because it was time for me to go. <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, so generally, when I played like stuff like that, um, I played the dice based version of, um, or I shouldn't say the dice based version of, but uh, it's also by Fantasy Flight. It's also licensed from Call of Cthulhu, the role playing game, and it's called Elder Sign. Yes, I played that. Yes, um, that, which I don't. I don't like it as much because the dice, I just don't really like dice games all that much. I think they're a bit too random. All right. That's fair. But you know, um, 
it, it is what it is. So there you go. Um, but I would think like a movie based on that, like <laughs> mythos, <laughs> um, would be really cool. Um, now they did oh, yeah. make they did make a back in like 2005. Somebody made a Call of Cthulhu movie. Um, it, it, are you thinking of um, the Last Lovecraft? No, 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 no. Okay, it's uh-huh. a movie. They called it the Call of Cthulhu. Oh, and... I'm sorry to interrupt you again. Is it the Silent Black and White movie? Yes, it is that. Yeah, one. yeah. And, the Lovecraft um, Historical Society made it or something. Oh, like yes, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's actually really good. Like it the is. movie's really good. Like it's very because they made it like it was like a 1930s movie. It's silent with the you know the the title cards of the dialogue and uh-huh. the practical effects and everything. And it's actually really good. Um, I like I like the claymation Cthulhu at the end. Yeah, That's really cool. <laughs> hey, you had to do what you got to do, man. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it, it it was um it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um. But uh, I think if they, you know, did it, or or maybe they could make like a TV series since everything is like a fucking TV series nowadays. Oh yeah, uh, they could do like a TV series of all these like mysteries of Arkham and like oh no, Cthulhu's coming. What next episode? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, uh, I think that would be interesting as well. But I, I'm I'm uh-huh. very fascinated with um, with uh, with that whole world. Yeah. Um, what about you, Lack? Do you have any board games you think would make good movies? Um, the one that comes immediately to mind is Pandemic. Okay. Uh, I, I kind of did that. Really, you could really get, I think, a neat techno thriller out of that. You know, something like really kind of Michael Crichton-esque with, uh, you know, heroic scientists running from place to place trying to, to do stuff, you know? That, yeah, I yeah. think, would be really cool. Um, uh... Betrayal and House of the Hill would make a good movie, I think. Okay, I was going to bring um, that up too. Now, here's the thing about that is because Betrayal on you know, House on the Hill involves 50 different endings. <laughs> so you would either have to do like Clue style where you had to like make all these different endings to put out in theaters or you would have to just pick like one. <laughs> um, my, my theory is that you could do like an anthology Oh. Like film series that that's kind of just like vaguely God. all kind of related to each other, like the Cloverfield movie. I never even thought about that. I love anthology movies. Um, but that's the that's the kind of thing that I'm thinking. I'm thinking of a not not anthology, not like an anthology movie, like say Creep Show or Amazon Women on the Moon, like uh, a series of like unrelated things, films that are kind of all standalone, but kind of oh, ass- so... like the Cloverfield movies. Is yeah, what okay. So kind of like yeah, like the... an anthology, an anthology movie. You know, that would also, I think, work. All right, I get you now. I get you now. So kind of like what they were trying to do with Halloween three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a Halloween to three type thing. I got it. okay. Yeah, that would be interesting too. And then the other one, I think. Um, my joke answer would be connect four, <laughs> especially if they got, especially if they got Jake and Maggie Jalen Hall. Okay. To play oh, the okay. Pretty sneaky sis. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that coming. <laughs> but yeah. All right. From the makers of Battleship, the movie, and Connect Four, the movie comes a new tale about seven friends 
Hey guys, welcome to the draw for Drinks on Me. Alright, yeah! Right. yeah. Awesome. Until a new crime boss came in. It's time to use reverse. And got rid of each one, one by one. No! Hey mister, where are you going? I need to get justice before all my friends are killed. Gee, can I help, mister? Get out of here, Skip. You're only a kid. Starring Jason Statham, using an American accent. Hey, nobody reverses on me. Nobody. New rap sensation Macklemore has the dawn. It's time to get rid of these guys from my hands once and for all. And the one kid from Modern Family that everybody seems to like. Yeah, that kid has Skip. Mr. Wild, they killed all six of your friends. What are you gonna do? In Uno, motherfucker. Uno, the movie. Some hands weren't meant to be played. Let's make the color red. Coming to a theater near you. Alright, so let's go from one very geeky thing to another here. This is, I guess this could be like the geek episode. Um, so, uh, there's a guy, he's a comedian, his name is Jonah Ray, and he's a stand-up comedian. He's also the current host of uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. So he's what you're saying is he's just an ordinary mug in a yellow jumpsuit. Exactly. Okay. And so, uh, earlier this summer, this past summer, uh, he took it upon himself to do a five song, yeah, five song, yeah. uh, EP where he would cover Weird Al songs, but he would do it in a punk format. <laughs> and I remember I follow him on Twitter and he was kind of talking about this for a while. And, um, I, and then finally he released it. And uh, I I had to check it out, and it's 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 interesting. And I had you listen to it, Lackey, because you're like a music. I'll, I'll be nice, nerd. Yeah, and, um, I am. And I wanted to. I kind of want to get your opinion on this on this EP. So it's like barely like what eight minutes long. Uh yeah, if that. You know, it's um. To be honest, it it all kind of ran together for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It. Um, the, the, the thing was that, that I found very weird was that number one, or I shouldn't say weird, but the thing that kind of threw me was that number one, I was about halfway. So I'm like looking at track list right now. So uh-huh. it's like five songs. One of them is not a weird Al song. Correct. That's it's, correct. It's the song that they did in MSD3K for Reptilicus. Exactly, yeah. Um, but anyway, so it's uh, the first track is called Be Stupid, I Dare You To, which is Dare To Be Stupid. Yeah. Uh, number two is Frank's 2K TV, uh-huh. which I I am not familiar with the original. Okay, I am. I had that Weird Al album. It was off the uh, Alapalooza. Album. Okay, okay. Um, and then you got Reptilicus, and then you have Welcome To... In parentheses, 
Amish paradise. Yep. And then you have just beat it, but with just and B, uh, <laughs> in, again, in parentheses. Yeah. Um, so to give you an idea, I was in about halfway into Frank's 2K TV before I realized, number one, that the, 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 the cover of Dare to be Stupid was over and a new song had started, number yeah. one. And number two, that I didn't recognize any of the the dare to be stupid cover it had not registered in my mind oh that was dare to be stupid so i actually had to stop the listening to it go back to the beginning and hear him um and actually like listen to the lyrics okay and figure out because it's not even so much that he covered the songs as he just basically wrote new music yeah yeah for the lyrics um it's generally not like the style of music I'm most interested. It's very like '90s punk type stuff. I or um, maybe not even necessarily like '90s, but like late '90s, early 2000s. It reminds me of like um, like uh, Blink 182 and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Um, so uh, I mean, it's it, it's not bad in its own in its in its particular way, but it's not really my thing. <clears throat> okay. Um. So I kind of agree with you and I'm disappointed in that, that I agree only because I want to like it. Uh-huh. Um, I want to like it more than I actually do. Um, the, my favorite song out of it has to be the Amish paradise. Yeah. Uh, it's probably like the best one. And it's my favorite. Um, I was a little disappointed that a, it was only five songs and B uh, one of them is not a weird Al song. It was one from, you know, the MST three K and then I kind of agree with you that they all kind of just like blended in together. So like, I, you know, I, if I I was watching my Spotify list go from the song to song, so I knew that it switched. But I can kind of see what you were talking about. Like it, it kind of did all sound the same a little bit. Uh-huh. And um, uh, and yeah, I'm I'm just I just agree with you. I just don't. I was hoping to be better because the idea is funny. It's more of kind of one of these things where I think he had the funny idea of like, hey, it'd be cool if I did like punk covers of Weird Al songs, even the uh-huh. parodies. Because it's not, you know, it's one thing to do like the original songs because the Frank's 2K TV um, is an original Weird Al song. Right. Uh, it's, not, it's not a parody of anything. but the uh, And so is Dare to be Stupid. Right. Um, so, it's you know, it's not enough that you do punk covers of original Weird Al songs. But he did the parodies as well, like, you know, Amish Paradise and Beat It or Eat It. And um, but like it, it seems more of like it, it kind of was like a joke that just kind of failed to land. Like, I, yeah, I, like I, I feel like, you know, maybe if he I feel like he did everything all within like a week. Like he had the idea on a Monday and then he had the album ready on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, and in fact, it, it... <laughs> go ahead. To me, and I agree with you that the Amish Paradise one is is the best. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because it's the one that sounds most like a complete song. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like to me, the others just kind of sound like somebody's going to wail on their guitar for like ten for like a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it it's because it's it's the one that it 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 lasts long enough for you to actually register. Oh, he's doing Amish Paradise. You know, I think I think part of the part of the where that works is that you're sitting here thinking, huh? 
you know, what is this? If you don't know, go into it knowing what it is. You're going, what? And um, if you do know what it is, you're, you're looking, it's like, okay, how is this Amish paradise? You know, and it lasts long enough. You know, it has the vibe that he's kind of going for, that like 90s pop punk vibe. It lasts long enough for that to kind of register, but for also to kind of work on its own terms, whereas like um, Dare to be Stupid and the beat it ones, they just, they're just, and then you don't really have time to kind of react to it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think me and you were kind of listening to these differently. Like I, I purposely, you know, well, my exposure to it was the Amish paradise video, the music uh-huh. video Jonah Rave made for the song. He has a music video out. Um, cause he tweeted it. He tweeted out like, Hey, my album's out. Here's the first one. Here's Amish. Welcome to Amish paradise. And so I watched that. And I liked it, and I'm like, "Oh, this actually might be good." So then I found out it was on Spotify, and then I went to Spotify, listened to the rest, and then I was disappointed. Um, and I, I was like uh, a little bummed out. Now, with that said, he did make a music video for the Frank's 2K TV as well, uh-huh. where he um, does one of those they call it they could now call it deep fakes, where he oh, puts oh himself, God, yeah he, he puts himself into uh, UHF the movie Weird Al made. Oh, okay. Um, and he put himself in the in the Weird Al role, but he's like interacting with like the cast of the movie, like in the movie. So he's there with like Emo Phillips, and uh, uh, he's doing the 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 kids playhouse part. Oh, oh it. yeah. You and, get to drink from the fire hose. Yeah, yeah. Michael so he, Richards. He did, he did all that, and the video is actually really funny how he uh-huh. did it, and it kind of made me want to see. A Jonah Raid led uh, UHF movie because <laughs> he actually did kind of a good job because he got to uh, speak too before the video began. He did one of those things where he did like a skit before the the music came on, mm-hmm. and it was actually kind of good. And I kind of could picture him in that role of you know George Newman from you know UHF, and I was like, yeah, he actually could do pull that off. And then let, I did, let's like, remake this... UHF with Jonah Ray then. I and I and I tweeted I tweeted that I tweeted that at Jonah Ray, and uh-huh. I was like I really liked your video and I pictured you and I even cast it I don't know if I can find it now it was like a month ago but oh I was had... that the one is that the one Ryan Johnson responded to yes yes oh god yes yes yeah the the director of Star Wars and a bunch of other indie movies Ryan Johnson tweeted at at me and Jonah Ray saying he would do it. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Which is probably like the highlight of my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can't remember what I cast I had. I think one of the things I had because I think it'd be wacky would be to have uh, Tracy Morgan in the Michael Richards role. That that would work. <laughs> I, I just think that would just go together so well. I don't know what it is about that. Uh, I think I had like Jason Sudeikis has the the friend Bob. Um, um I forgot who I had as, have- as the. Didn't girlfriend. you have? Didn't you have Alec Baldwin as RJ? Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, that was yes. the RJ, Kevin McCarthy. And yes. I'm sitting here imagining Paul, uh, Alec Baldwin saying, "This town means about as much to me as a festering heap of dog snot." Yes, tell me that would not be hilarious. <laughs> I would. I would. I, I want to contribute. I, I want to contribute to that particular Kickstarter. Let's yeah. put it like that. Exactly. <laughs> But I, I'm trying to find the thread, but I can't remember who else I had in it. But it was, it, it, it was, it was. I saw these funny ideas, and they were kind of going for it. Well, Jonah Ray himself said something about. Um, oh, I found it. Um, so he said something about he can never dare to remake it. 
but he would be okay for a sequel, <laughs> which is another thing that happens too. Is like twenty five year later sequels. Uh-huh. Um, all right, so what I have uh, Kristen Wiig has the girlfriend Terry. Yeah. Uh, Michael Pena has Raul, the animal expert. <laughs> oh, of, of course. Of I think course. he'd be great for that. He would be brilliant. <laughs> and then uh, my last one, uh, my last two was Michael Shannon, his uncle Harvey. I don't know why that's hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah, no, that that that's totally Michael Shannon. <laughs> and then um, because we got to do, we got to have the Weird Al cameo. I figured Weird Al could play that homeless guy who gets the rare penny at the end of the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> I figured we're now um, to play that part. <laughs> and, and and since Jonah Ray is part of the MST3K crew, uh-huh. we have to have Joel Hodgson in here somewhere. And oh, yeah. I, I say him as the engineer, the the engineer. Oh, yeah, that's the Anthony character. That is beautiful. I love it. Yes. I can totally <laughs> picture that. That is amazing. Yes. So I guess what we're saying here is we want to we want a re- reboot of UH <laughs> UHF. We're sorry, we're we're sorry, Al. We love UHF. It's it's a brilliant film. I'm a little but... sad. I'm a little sad that Weird Al didn't comment on the thread. I got everybody else. Well, um, but I did not get Weird Al's blessing or permission or anything. But yeah, but let let's just say Hollywood UHF reboot. Jason Soto, Jonah Ray, Ryan Johnson. Make it happen. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. talk about oh oh shit what what's wrong the, uh, this guy frank he's he's coming over he, he's like really super annoying uh i'm gonna go hide just uh i don't know tell him i'm not here or something wait what 
He won't bug you. He doesn't. He doesn't know you, all right? Just, uh, just tell him you don't know where I am. Uh, just uh, make something up. I gotta go. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, hey. I thought I just saw Jason over here. Um, um, nope. It's just me. Just me here. I, I don't know where Jason is. So you're doing his podcast then? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just me. Whatever with uh, uh, Lackey. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I wanted to play these songs for Jason. Maybe he can use them for the breaks on his show. Oh, oh, you write songs? Yeah, I do parodies. Parodies? Yep. I saw that Weird Al makes a billion dollars just changing the lyrics to popular songs and realized anybody can do that, so I'm going to do it too. Oh, I got some here. You want to hear one? Um, I, I, I don't know. Great. Uh... See if you can guess what this one is. Bow, 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 bow. Gina works the mine all day, working for the man. He went to the forest and met a friend. He says, holy crap, you need a home. It doesn't make a difference if you're a predator or not. We got each other, and that's a lot for friendship. We'll give it a shot. Wow, we're almost there. Whoa, living with a bear. Take his claw, he won't hurt you, I swear. Whoa, living with a bear. Bet you'll never guess what song that was. Uh, the Bon Jovi, living, living on a prayer. Yes, but it's called Living with a Parentheses Bear. Why is bear in parentheses? So you want to hear my next song? I'm not really sure. This one, I would have to change my name while I performed while I performed it, and have to change it to goat. <laughs> You'll get why in a second. <clears throat> but you didn't have to cut it off. See, by by that I mean my hair. See, in the in the music video for this. I'm going to start with long hair, but it's going to get cut at, at that point. I liked you and the tip we were nothing. And I don't even need your mouth, but you feel like a strainer that feels so rough. No, you didn't have to leave so soon. Have your pimp collect your money and then change your price. I guess I don't need that, though. I'm just somebody that you used to blow. Somebody that you used to blow. Somebody that you used to blow. Somebody. Is that a song about you, like, paying for a blowjob and, and you're mad about it? So, final song. You have to pretend it's 1983 and the classic TV show Cheers is on the air. You ready? Please, God, no. A little ditty about Sam and Diane. Two awesome characters in the bar of cheers. Sammy used to be a baseball star. Diane is a waitress at said bar. I'm going to stop you right there and uh, say bye. Hey, hey, where are you going? 
I didn't even get to the chorus where I complained about the show getting canceled way too soon. C come back. I, uh, oh, well. I wonder what Joe Rogan is up to. Hello, everybody. My name is Vern, and I'm the host of the Cinema Recall Podcast, part of That Moment In. We are slightly different than your average movie podcast in that we don't review a whole feature. Instead, myself and a guest will break down our favorite scenes in movies and then discuss why they are so iconic. So check us out. We are available on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Cinema Recall Podcast, and we are available on Twitter at Cinema underscore Recall. We hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening. All right, so we have a weekly uh, thing on our show where uh, we do our favorite 90s songs and or music videos. Um, so I always have a guest, you know, pick one or the other or both. Uh, so uh, this week, my uh, favorite uh, – it's actually it's actually both this time. It's both the song and the music video. Uh, it's going to be the uh, President of the United States of America's uh, Peaches. Uh, do you remember this uh, video, Lackey? No, I don't think I ever saw the video. I remember the song. I don't think I've ever seen the video. So, okay, so the, the song – I. I have yet to determine if they literally mean like peaches or if it's supposed to be like a euphemism for something, because it sounds like it could be both. <laughs> I, I I had always heard that it was an, a euphemism for uh, oral sex. Okay, you see, that's what I, I kind of thought too. But it, like, also, like, it, it just they're such a goofy band that like it could be either way. Um, <laughs> but uh, but the music video just has them like in a orchard of like peaches however peaches grow like on trees or whatever and um and then like in like the middle of the song or the video these like ninjas show up <laughs> and then they start like attacking the band <laughs> and then there's all these like weird like kung fu like moves and actions and stuff that happens like has the ending of the song is playing and like their songs are like two minutes long. Like they they don't have very long songs. Like no, no. So you know the, the fact that like the first minute is just this kind of somewhat serious music video with these goofy ass lyrics, and then suddenly ninjas just kind of show up out of nowhere and just start like attacking the band. Um, um, I don't know. Some of that is just amusing to me. But the song's really good, and you know people always you know attribute you know the president of the United States of America to Lump. Uh, people forget that they had a second song, which was Peaches, and um, which is a little sad because I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Todd in the Shadows cover President of the United States of America, just because I'm curious what happened to them after Peaches. So maybe he should do a show called Two Hit Wonder. <laughs> there you <laughs> go, Two Hit Wonderland. Um, two Hit Wonderland. But uh, yeah, so my my pick for this week is the President of the United States of America and Peaches. Uh, what what about you, Lackey? What you got? <laughs> Um, so I picked, um, I, I, I had, um, you know, I, I had a lot of ideas for a video going into this. Um, I ended up going with, um, uh, like the song that kind of reminds me the most of like 1997 and 1998, which is, uh, Closing Time by Semisonic. Nice. You remember, you remember that video? Oh, I totally, I love that music video. Yeah, because it's got the split, for people who are listening that, like, you know, lived under a rock in the 90s, or who <laughs> might be, who, who might have been born, like, 1998 or later, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's what, what you have is this, um, it's a split screen 
with this really, and it's a lot of it is why I like this. It's just because I like short haired girls. And, okay. um, all right. Like it has this, like this short haired girl who's like working in a bar and it's a split screen. Mm-hmm. And then the other half of it is the band and they're rehearsing mm-hmm. the, the song. And then, um, you know, they're, they're miming the song and then they cross back and forth over the split screen at a couple times. But I think it was just like a really kind of cool thing for idea for a video. Um, the, the actress is cute. She died actually. Yeah. I remember when um, that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was sad. And it, it, it's, uh, you know, semi-sonic. I, I don't think they had any other hits. No, well, 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 they were, they were <laughs> speaking of, they, they were a topic of uh, one hit wonderland from Todd in the shadows. Oh. Um, for anyone wondering, Todd in the shadows is a YouTuber. He does music reviews. And he has a segment on his show called One Hit Wonderland where he picks a one-hit wonder. And he does, like, the whole history of, like, the band and the song and then what they did after their one hit. And he did an episode on Semisonic. And um, I had this album, and I do remember their second song, which was called Secret Smile. Uh-huh. Um, it wasn't, like, a huge hit or anything. They could not top closing time, like, at all. Like, nothing yeah. they could do. Um uh, and curious enough, and I, you might, you probably know this because you know a lot about music. But the the lead singer was in a band called Trip Shakespeare. Yep. Which was referenced a lot on Mystery Science Theater 2000. Yep. Which I thought that that was like, whoa, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dan Dan, his first name's Dan. He seems like Dan Wilson or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's he, like um, a, he's I a think very he, prolific songwriter now. Yeah, I think he like I think he moved to Canada or something like that. He moved to Toronto and he's still like uh, writing songs at the Wahoo. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Yeah, I don't remember any other songs, but I don't remember the other song by them. I just remember that one okay. song. You know, it's just one of those things. It's it's it's. I think it's a really good song. And oh, it's a great song. Um, and uh, it just kind of like reminds me of my you know misspent mid twenties. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I love the I love music videos that are like that, like that whole like kind of one shot. Um, you know, take and then you know the fact that it's like a split screen where you see two different parts of wherever um and uh yeah i I thought it was it was really awesome um Mm -hmm. but yeah they they could have never topped you know closing time that was like their their opus (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh all right so those are your 90s music videos and or songs for this week uh peaches by president united states of america and semi-sonic closing time Moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat me a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. Moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. Peaches come from a can, they were put there by a man in a factory downtown. Closing time 
open all the doors and let you out into the world closing time turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl closing time one last call for alcohol so finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here Okay, so this podcast is about three weeks old now And um, as you all know I've been trying to get sponsorship on the show Because that seems to be the key To being a a successful podcast uh, Is the sponsorship money Um, But the problem is Um no, no one's coming to me to say, hey, we'll sponsor you if you promote our product or website or whatever. And so I feel like the reason that is is because these these like companies like, you know, Squarespace or like snack boxes or whatever, they need to know that I can actually do an ad and I can do it very well. Um, so uh, I'm going to do a sponsor. Uh, for someone that doesn't exist. So, uh, Lackey, if you want to help me out here, let's let's start here. Um, I I want to thank today's sponsor, which is Globe Box, a mail order box service that gives you food from different parts of the world each month. Uh, you can go to www.globeboxfood.com and use coupon code whatever, uh, and it'll give you twenty five percent off of your first order. Now, uh, me and Lackey, we're gonna try we're gonna try one now. So, uh, you ready to try one of these uh, interesting foods, Lackey? Uh, yes, I am excited. Uh, all right, so uh, here we go. So this one comes to us from Ro Ro Robexistan. I've I've never heard of that place. Have you? I think I have. I don't really much have an economy. I'm struggling really badly. Ugh, that that's a bummer. Well, well, maybe their food is wonderful. Uh, okay, so I just opened the box, and there is no bags. Why is everything just wrapped in, in napkins? And how come it's clearly written in some language I don't recognize with a marker? All right, let's try. Let's try this one first. It's called Uzbit. Let's unwrap this and. Oh my God! Is that? Surely this is not just a tongue. But it. But it's coated with something. Oh. Oh, dear God, it's covered in chili powder. I think they want us to eat this. Want some? Uh, no, no thanks. Uh, what else we got? Uh, let's see here. Uh, blah, blah. Oh, here's here's one called LeBrance. Again, with a Z here. Let, let's let's open this, and it's just a stick. Uh, with, with krill marks, and uh, it smells like it was cooked on a grill. It's, it's really hard to bite off. Well, it, it is a stick. Uh, cooking it, cooking a stick really doesn't make it softer. Oh my god, why is that one moving? I, I don't know, I don't know. Oh god, don't move, Lackey, don't move. Get it off me, get, get it off me! I cannot believe how fast whatever that is moved while wrapped up. Uh, 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 let me get a shoe here. Jason, it's, it's on my... Ow! That, that was my crotch! I think I got it. It stopped moving. Should we open it and try it? I think I'm going to pass. Wait. On the bottom of this box, is this simply a box of Oreos? 
Uh, I guess it's possible. They also have, like, quote-unquote normal foods there. Wait, I just opened it, and it's full of worms. Never mind. So, try a glow box for 25% off now. Yay! Oh, God, the box itself is now flying around the room. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> All right, so to close out the show, I thought it would be kind of interesting uh, to maybe help some people for a chance. We're always making fun of people and looking down on them and judging and sneering at them. But let's kind of get off our high horse for a minute here. Because uh, I don't know who gave weed to all these horses. And, uh, sorry, dad joke. I, I That just came to me like right when I said that too. But I, I felt like I had to say that. Um, that's not the kind of humor I'm trying to go for. But fuck it, right? Um, but let's see if we can help some people out. So uh, when I was a member of the, the LAMB, the large association movie blogs, um, I would go on their podcast called The Lambcast. And we did a thing called Ask the Lamb where I would find movie-orientated questions, and then a group of people would try to answer these like and these questions. And the questions would be kind of like advice, you know, kind of like people are, like, misguided and need help with something. Um, and so uh, I wanted to kind of do that today, um, but I don't want to make it just movie-orientated. I kind of wanted to branch out and do other things since I'm doing a wide-range podcast now. Uh, so Lackey, let's let's help some people out here, shall we? Let's let's help. So here's the first question. Here, this is uh, a lot of these are for, are, are going to be anon- uh, anonymous. So I don't have any names here. So just anonymous. Uh, so the first one says, uh, "Hello, how can I find out if I am rehirable to work for Taco Bell again?" So yeah, um, probably if you're in Taco Bell ordering their food a lot. Um, I think that proves that you're desperate, uh, not only for a job, but just for food in general, if you're going there every day. So maybe just go there every day and just get something off the dollar menu. Now, I realize you're probably unemployed and you probably don't have a lot of money. But the cool thing about Taco Bell is their menus are pretty cheap. Um, And so, you know, you just got to spend like a couple of bucks to get like two tacos. And if you just do this every day and then while you're doing this, be like, by the way, did I put an application in you? You know, any 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 chance, you know, I can work here. Uh, Just kind of throw that in there. They love when you do that. Um, So just go ahead. Give that a shot. What do you think, Lackey? Uh, Now, did you say hireable or rehireable? Rehireable. So So they think they've already worked for Taco Bell. Okay, and I'm now just, they want actually, to come. I missed it. I they they want to come back to Taco Bell now. Okay, I missed that for some reason. You're right. So, <laughs> so okay, wanna... so so do what I said, but at a different Taco Bell. Don't go to the one you got fired at, because clearly you got fired for a reason. Now I don't know what the reason could have been. It could have not been your fault. Maybe it was some misunderstanding. Um, but uh, from personal experience, uh, they will not hire you if they fired you for some reason. But okay, yes, you like yeah, I forgot I, I, I missed that. <laughs> um I, I well now in in all honesty, maybe they weren't fired. Maybe they chose to, to maybe they quit for, for you know, like pursue a better employment opportunity. But the thing is is that you know, Taco Bell is kind of like the mafia. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, you don't that that's not something when they when 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 you you're never entirely quit or fire i mean first of all you'd know if you were fired from taco bell because you'd be dead right i mean come on yeah i suppose that's true 
they take care of you. They mean like mafia style, right? So if you're, <laughs> you don't ever really truly quit Taco mm. Bell. So I, I think basically all you have to do to get rehired by Taco Bell is just show up at a Taco Bell. It doesn't have to be the store you originally worked at. It could be a completely different store. Yeah. Um, you show up in your uniform. Oh yeah, so you already got the uniform. If, if you don't have a uniform, just take a t. Just just wear what you normally wear. Um. And, and just, like, take one of those Hi, My Name Is stickers and put your name on it. Uh, your name is, judging that you, you know, spend so much time at Taco Bell, I'm I'm probably guessing your name is Jeremy. And uh, <laughs> you're a really big fan of the Herbal Remedy. Mm. Because, because basically, let's, 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 you know, you one of my observations is that find any group of, like, more than four stoners, white boys, one of them is going to be named Jeremy. That's true. That's, I mean, it's just, it is the law. They're, they're, that's it, science. It, 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 that, that's fucking science right there. I heard that from Bill Nye. Right? Yes. So, yes. But, but that's the thing. Just, just show up in your uniform or just something that looks like a Taco Bell uniform. Yep. Now, there you go. They don't, they don't, I mean, you can also, I've noticed you can do the same thing um, at like Outback Steakhouse. Not Outback uh -huh. Steakhouse. Uh, Lone Star Steakhouse. Just show okay. up one day and I don't mess with Texas T-shirt and just start serving the customers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nobody will notice. All right, Jeremy. We hope that helps. Yes. Um, all right. So our second question here uh, says, what would happen if I accidentally drank gasoline? Um, so I guess it depends on what kind of gasoline because I don't know like what you can handle. Because, you know, there's, like, unleaded, and then there's super premium, and then you even got, like, diesel. So I think it depends on what you drink. It probably depends on how fast you would start going, um, you know, miles per hour. I mean, you might you might get, like, I don't know, like 30, you know, gallons, you know, 30 miles to the gallon. Um, or, you know, if you drink a different type. Or if you, if you mix them. Now, if you mix two different gasolines, you're probably going to be sputtering a lot. And you're going to notice a lot of black smoke coming out of your ass because um, you're just burning out your engine. Um, but you might you might want to take it to, you know, a mechanic and or a doctor, whichever you come across first, uh, and then have them kind of drain you uh, completely, you know, of whatever you drank. And then um, they'll give you some like pure premium, you know, uh, gasoline. So then you could finally get like maybe 60 miles to the gallon. But if you're a Hummer, and you're only going to get like maybe four miles to the gallon. So, you know, just kind of be responsible um, and, you know, think about the planet maybe a little bit. Um, yeah, that's what I got, Lackey. Uh, there's no possible way I can beat your answer. So I'm just going to say if you did that, you would die. <laughs> uh, I would phrase it just like that. You'll die <laughs> horribly. All right. <laughs> or he could he could. He, it'd be a neat party trick if he just drinks the gasoline, waits like five hours, and then and goes dies. to a then goes to well go then goes to a party, and it'd be like, I bet you a million dollars I can light my piss on fire, and they're like, No, no, you can't light piss on fire. There's no way to do that. So he's like, All right, a million dollars, and then he starts peeing, and then he throws a match on there, and then he starts peeing fire, and he burns the house down. Well, maybe. I mean, he's probably not but it, bright. So. But it's in a glorious death. And he's going to get a million. His, well, his heirs were going to get a million dollars. So yeah, he'll, he'll show up in the Darwin Awards movie. <laughs> there you Pos go. Posthumously. <clears throat> there you go. 
All right. Uh, so good luck with that, Trevor, I'm assuming. <laughs> um, so here's question number three here is, I'm 25. My mom is 64. Is she too old to have a 25-year-old child? Um. Yes, because uh, I think anyone is too old to have a child that's already 25 years old coming out of the womb. I mean, I feel like that would hurt. Like, it, it, would, it would they would have to be uh, an infant, you know, like a newborn. It would be exactly zero years old when they come out of the womb. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think she might – I think 64 might not be a good age to suddenly birth a 25-year-old. Uh, I, I, I certainly wouldn't recommend it. I probably wouldn't even recommend a 25-year-old woman – having a 25 year old child. Um, it just sounds painful, right? Lackey. Uh, it sounds very painful. That's the wrong question. It's not, is his mom too old to have a 25 year old son? Is it, are you too young to have a 64 year old mother? I mean, oh. you've, you've really got some sort of, I mean, this is some sort of like a Mrs. Robinson thing that get going on in here. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, you get cold type of, I, I don't know, just Mrs. Robinson type thing, you know, um, a December, a May December romance, you know. <laughs> For his, wait, 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 wait! I think we're losing. This is his mom. <laughs> um. So. All right, let's move on to the next question here. <laughs> um. All right. Well. Uh, okay. I, I I get the feeling you might have some a good response for this one here. Um. Here we go. Is it Christian to be a programmer? Update. I want to know if I could be a programmer if I'm a Christian. Now, I I don't know, Lackey. I know you work in tech, you know, tech support and stuff. But I've I've always heard I've always heard the 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 adage, uh, what would uh what would Jesus delete? No, that's um, not what that's not what they say. That's, uh, what I heard. that's what I heard. Yeah, well, um, it, it's a common misconception. Um, you, you, you know, it, it's actually um. God, I, I used to remember what it was, but it's some really kind of like long technical thing. Um, okay. but, but the thing is, is that it, 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 you, the answer, the, the, the short answer is yes. You can totally be a Christian programmer. The longer answer is that there are Christian religions that are more conducive to programming life as a programmer than others, mm-hmm. like Mormons. A lot of yeah. fucking Mormons are programmers. There is just something about Mormonism and computer programming that apparently goes together like um, chocolate and peanut butter. I, I don't well, know what it is, but it's like right. modern, like hmm. computer networking, like was born in like Provo, Utah. <laughs> okay. Serious, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I, I believe it. Now, now, compared to that, Christian scientists. Mm-hmm. Never. They they don't they they don't they don't they don't make good programmers. No, I can, I can see that. Now their code is sloppy. They never comment anything. Um, and, and they would it, never and they would never patch a bug. They would never patch a bug. They only know these old obsolete programming languages like COBOL. Oh, like yeah. you will never find a, a, a Christian scientist that knows C. Yeah, it's it's just one of those goofy things. <laughs> This ended up being the geekiest episode of this podcast I think I've ever done. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I can't imagine how you would have thought it would have been any other way. I mean, knowing my no, I personality love it. I love and your it. personality, 
I love it. You know, you know, I, I, you know it's not I like we're going to start, okay, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about some politics, and then yep. we're going to talk about sports, and we're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers and all that hoping, wonderful stuff. I was hoping we'd talk about, you know, you know, uh, smashing some babes, you know, in the bars, and like, yeah, let's pick up some chicks. Hell yeah. I, I, I don't think I've ever picked up a chick ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, let's rock out to some, like, Sister Christian. Woo! Yeah, well, yeah. That Night Ranger, yeah. yeah I want to listen to some, yeah. I want to listen to some fucking sex, and, you know, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, we're not going to do that kind of shit here. No. All right. Well, uh, speaking of that, uh, if a man and a woman were locked in the same room with two bottles of alcohol and it was both their first times drinking, that's a typo. I'm just reading what it says here. What would happen? So, okay. So if it's both the man and the woman that are locked in a room, they have two bottles of alcohol and it was their first times drinking, they would both be very, 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 very sick and throwing up on each other. And then one of them, most likely the guy, because guys can be very, you know, schemish, um, is going to get, like, really grossed out at all the vomit and then just keep vomiting harder to the point where he gets explosive diarrhea. And then the explosive diarrhea is going to really upset the woman uh, to the point where she's going to faint. But then she's going to, like, faint face first into the vomit and shit that's been piling up in this room. And then she's going to end up suffocating and dying and then the guy's going to feel really bad about it and, like, banging on the door, like, hey, you got to let me out of here. This lady just died in this whole, like, thing of, like, vomit and poop. And, uh, and oh, God, the smell's getting to me. And then he ends up dying as well. So yeah, You made that sound like a creepypasta, you know? You made it sound like <laughs> this is something that happened once. It's kind of like the Russian sleep experiment. <laughs> It was true. My my second cousin's best friend heard it. Yeah, and then Slenderman came. <laughs> I, I just this is just some you know this is just some kind of I you know I can't really answer that question because it's like a story problem from like algebra. Like if 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 a man and a woman who have never drunk alcohol before are locked in a five by five by five room with two bottles of alcohol, one bottle of Boone's Farm and the other a bottle of twenty one age year of age whiskey. You know, uh, and if they drink at the rate of so many, you know, if they drink at so many shots an hour, what is the price of tea in China? You know, and I yeah. just need to, um, I need to build an Excel spreadsheet um, and, you know, to kind of solve that and get all sorts of variables. And, you know, to quote uh, one of the wisest people um, that, that has really, uh, they're just a very wise saying that, that has come into the vernacular recently, and the person who originated coined this phrase, I, I think, is one of our greatest philosophers, and that phrase is, ain't no one got time for that. <laughs> I like it. All right, we got one final question here. This one's going to be the Dear Abby-style question, so uh, this is going to be a little bit of information here, but I'll try to read as fast as I can. So okay. Hey! Hey, what's up? Uh, my girlfriend's older sister, Pam is a terrible person who literally keeps having children so that the rest of the family will financially support her. And then in parentheses, we even have a lot of parentheses tonight, uh, she has admitted to this. She smokes and drinks while pregnant, abandons the kids once she has them, gives them to family members, and then periodically drops in to claim them again to get money or to treat them like accessories. If, if she is sent diapers, etc., she sells them. 
Pam embraces a very woe-is-me narrative, even though she is fully supported and has been given countless opportunities. Her children range from being only weeks old to being three years old. Here's the problem. Oh, wait, now we're getting to the problem? Wow. (laughs) Uh, I'm getting married in three months, and we have to invite her. It's a small event, only 30 people are coming, and it's in a tiny room at a high-end restaurant. I can't imagine spending an evening uh, there with four babies. We sent Pam an invitation with no plus ones and dropped some hints that no kids can come. She then mentioned a few days ago that she's going to bring her kids. We then told her flat out that she can't bring kids to the wedding, and she said, we'll see about that. I then reinstated that kids can't come, and she rolled her eyes. Um, I'm going to jump here for a minute here. Um, I don't have a problem standing up to her, but turning away a woman with four tiny children sounds heartless and will probably look heartless too. What should I do? Wow, you got a lot going on there, sister of Pam. Um, so first and foremost, uh, I think you just need to just like tell your sister, yo, you need to stop this bullshit. <laughs> like this is you're fucking insane or there's something wrong with you and uh, she might not like that she's probably gonna react probably violently she sounds like she's probably one of those people who overreacts kind of violently um so you guys brace yourself for that and um the and then the, the next thing you should probably do in regards to your wedding uh is you're gonna have to hire some adult entertainment um, see, here's the thing about mothers, no matter how crappy they are, they are very protective of what their children sees. So if you say, Hey, we're going to have a wedding and there's going to be topless women dancers all over the place. She's not going to want her kids to see topless strippers running around. Um, and then just to ensure the fact that, you know, she does not bring these kids, uh, Get like Andrew Dice Clay to be like the DJ, and then like in between songs, he'd be like, "Yo, Hickory Dickory Dock, all these broads suck my cock." Oh, and you know that's gonna probably turn you know Pam off as well because she's not gonna want that to be exposed to her kids. Um, and I, that's probably the only thing you can do was really at that point. So you have to hire strippers to be just topless at all times at this wedding, and then have Andrew Dice Clay be the MC. So what about you, Lackey? Um, all right. Well, sister of Pam and, and, um, believe me, sister of Pam, that, 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 I'm pretty sure that's a line that starts in like an Everclear song, but in, in, you know, <laughs> sister of Pam, um, <laughs> this is the, this is, this is the thing that you kind of, you know, that you're, that Pam has to realize is that, you know, I, I mean, let's put it like this, even if you don't have topless dancers and you know twisting away on poles uh to two live crew songs while andrew dice clay reads you know the story of o or or no 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 or 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 reads yeah story of o 
you know, to, to the, uh, you know, to the, to the you know, sort of guess while you have another screen in the corner showing Solo or the 120 days of Sodom. Okay. It, it, it's, it's that your, your problem is here is that your sister, you know, you're, you, you, there just aren't some situations where, you know, you really should not take, you know, it, you know, it is within completely within your right to, to, to basically say, okay, it's not appropriate to, you know, have young kids at our, this event. And if you're, you know, you know, if your sister decides, Oh yeah, whatever, you know, you just tell her to fuck right off. You know, it's like, it is your wedding and you are entirely within your rights to tell her to go fuck herself up the ass with a big rubber dick. If she can't, you know, if she doesn't want to kind of play by the rules, I mean, it is, it is, she is a guest. She are not, I mean, if, if, if she is not willing to play by the rules, you know, you're not obligated to, to share this day, which you're paying out the wazoo or your parents are paying out the wazoo one or the other. Um, probably you're paying out the wazoo. You don't sound like a, quite frankly, you don't really sound like a family that has a whole lot in the monetary department. Um, and to be honest, you know, that's not just stereotyping. We It is kind of a crappy economy, even though Donald Trump, President Trump does say that we're all fucking rich, you know. But it's it's just, you know, your, your sister needs to be told to grow up. I, I you know... What what she does in terms of going and having spitting out a new larva, spawning a new larva every nine months—that's her business, and you you can't control her body or what she does with it. Um, you know, we we don't live in a fascist society entirely fascist society yet. You know, we don't have things like forced sterilization yet. Um, you know, so you can't control that bit. But I mean, she does sound like a real pip, and you'll probably have a. Uh, you know, you'll probably have a bit of a confrontation with her at your wedding. But what it comes down to is that, you know, you're well within your rights to, to set the rules. It's your wedding. It's your day. You don't need four screaming brats making a hash of it, you know. And and that's what it really comes down to. It's just that, you know, she sounds like she's doing this deliberately to try to piss you off. Yeah. And, um, you know. It, it, standing up to her might work. It might not work. I don't know. I, 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 I've never been married. I don't have siblings. Well, I have a stepbrother, you know, but, you know, it, it's not that kind of thing. You know, so may, maybe I'm just completely off the mark here. But, you know, just, I, you know, just tell her to fuck off. All flying, right. Flying fuck, rolling donut. You know, <laughs> that, that pretty much summarizes it. Yep. All right. So I don't know about you, Lucky, but I feel good in helping some people out. I, I think we did some good in the world today. We needed I, some. We needed. To, we needed to do that. Yeah. I'm. You know. I just. You know. Help helping your fellow human being. Exactly. And so that's gonna do it. That's the end. Uh, that's it for uh, another episode of uh, whatever with Jason Soto. Uh, next week, uh, Nick Job will be joining me as we settled the whole what makes a zombie movie a zombie movie thing, and we take some BuzzFeed quizzes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, whatever with Jason Soto is hosted by me, Jason Soto, and I can be found on Twitter at 
whatever, Jay Soto. That's right. I changed my name on Twitter this week. Uh, so now uh, you can find me over at whatever Jay Soto. Funnily enough, whatever, whatever Jason and whatever Jason S was taken and it would not let me do whatever Jason Soto because it was too long. So I had to go with whatever Jay Soto. Fucking Twitter. Yeah. God damn it, Twitter. So uh, you, you can contact me there or you can email me at whatever Jason Soto at gmail.com. Also, check out uh, the Facebook page for whatever, uh, facebook.com slash whatever with Jason Soto. You can go there. I post some spicy memes and a bunch of other stuff on that's there. A, check that out. That's a spicy meme ball. Exactly. Uh, so my special co-host this week was uh, Lackey. You can find him on the TV Good Sleep Bad podcast over at Anchor.fm and on Spotify. Lackey, thank you very much for uh, coming on my show, being very goofy with me. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, you're welcome anytime to come on and talk hey. geeky shit, geeky, geeky shit with me. Hey, uh, it's always <laughs> a pleasure, Jason. <laughs> Um, so this podcast can be found on Podomatic, Spotify, and anywhere else you get podcasts from. We are also the official podcast for the Denver International Airport, just your basic regular old airport with no ties to the Illuminati. The cleansing of the planet will commence in 98 days. You must know the secret hand signal to join us in the afterlife. No ties whatsoever. The opening and closing music is Battle of Who Could Care Less by Ben Folds 5 off their album Whatever and Ever Amen. I do not own this song, nor do I exactly have permission to use it, but I do have fair use on my side and because I'm not making any money off of it. But if someone wants to pay me to do this podcast, I can come up with an original song or pay someone to cover it. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode, so don't forget what I always say. Keep your head in the clouds and your feet in the mud. Good night, everybody.